Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, guys. It's the ghost. You heard about the Earth's inner core? I've got some UFO stuff for you, too. But let's start with the Earth. The shifting, spinning mysteries latest twist. So researchers proposed a model with a 70-year rotation cycle of our planet's iron heart, if you will, our core. And they're reporting that we're in the middle of one of its biggest shifts. Have you heard of this? So imagine Earth's inner core, the dense center of our planet, as a heavy metal ballerina. This iron-rich dancer is capable of spinning at ever-changing speeds. That core may be on the cusp of a big shift, so they say. Seismologists reported that after brief But peculiar pauses, the inner core changes how it spins relative to the motion of the Earth's surface, perhaps once every few decades. And right now, one such reversal may be underway. This might sound like a setup for a world-wrecking blockbuster movie, which probably will happen, right? But don't worry, precisely nothing apocalyptic, so they say, will result from this planetary spin cycle, which may have been happening for eons. The researchers who proposed this speculative model instead aim to advance understanding of Earth's most inner sanctum and its relationship with the rest of the world. I mean, how does this all work? The inner core is sort of like a planet within our planet. So how it moves is obviously very important. In 1936, the Danish seismologist Inge Lehmann discovered that the Earth's liquid outer core envelops a solid metal marble, if you can imagine that, and it's been confusing scientists ever since its discovery. I mean, think about it, really. We have this solid iron ball that's sort of floating and spinning in the middle of our planet. The inner core cannot be directly sampled. But energetic seismic waves emanating from a potent earthquake and Cold War era nuclear weapon tests have ventured through the inner core, illuminating some of its properties so we can understand it a little bit more. And scientists suspect that this ball of mostly iron and nickel is about 1,520 miles long and is about as hot as the sun's surface. I mean, that is hot. But these waves also created a conundrum. If the core was inert, the voyages of core-driven waves coming from near-identical quakes and nuclear explosions would never change. 
Yet over time, what we're finding is that they do. There's one explanation. The inner core is spinning, deflecting these waves. In the mid-1990s, there was a Dr. Song. He was one of the first scientists to, to that suggested that the inner core may be rotating at a different speed than the Earth's surface. You know, at first you think we're one solid ball after we can get past the fact that it's not flat. And now we're realizing there are different parts to our little ball. Since then, seismologists have found evidence implying the inner core's spin can both speed up and slow down. But what's going on with that? Well, one idea is that two titanic forces are battling for control over the world's heart, if you will. Earth's magnetic field generated by swirling iron currents in the liquid's outer core is pulling at the inner core. So stick with me. That is what's causing it to spin. That impulse is countered by the mantle, this layer above the outer core, but below the Earth's crust, the immense gravitational field of which grasps that inner core and then slows its spin. So by studying core diving seismic waves recorded from the 60s all the way to the present day, we find that this tremendous tug of war causes the inner core to spin back and forth on a roughly 70-year cycle. That's pretty amazing. I mean, in the early 1970s, relative to someone standing on the Earth's surface, the inner core was not spinning. And from then, the inner core has gradually spun faster and eastward, eventually overtaking the speed of rotation of the Earth's surface. So afterward, the inner core's spin decelerated until its rotation appeared to have stopped at some point, and that would have been between 2009 and 2011. The inner core is now starting to gradually spin westward relative to the Earth's surface, and it will likely accelerate and then decelerate once again, reaching another apparent standstill in the 2040s in the future and completing its latest eastward-westward spin cycle. It's pretty interesting. All that's going on way in the core of our planet. This 70-year rhythm, if it does exist, could have tangible effects on parts of the Earth's deeper viscera, but it may be only capable of stirring up comparatively minor turbulence closer to the surface. So that means that a lot can be going on on the inside. We might barely notice anything where we're living, perhaps by causing subtle shifts in the planet's magnetic field or even by very slightly tweaking the length of a day which is known to increase and decrease by a fraction of a millisecond every six years. Something, again, that we don't even notice. I mean, this is just one of several competing models explaining the erratic voyages of waves that reach the core. It's also possible that the Earth's innermost layer is kind of wobbling a little bit. But no matter which model you like, there will be some other data that disagrees with it. So clearly we know that something's happening. But if we understand all of it yet, eh, we can't say that. But we're getting there. So we keep studying. Just interesting things that come out that, you know, we're not hearing on everyday news or anything. So I hope that by sharing it with you, it enlightens you just a little bit. There's a lot going on with our planet. There's a lot of arguments, a lot of concerns, but a lot of excitement also. So it's always good to keep up just a little, if you can on what's actually happening with our world.
All right. Well, the other thing I wanted to talk about, have you guys heard about this UFO that was caught on camera? This is back in 2016 over Iraqi city of Mosul. Well, people are talking about it again. It was this metallic sphere caught on camera flying over the Iraqi city of Mosul. And it's being investigated as a UFO sighting by the United States military and intelligence community. And people are starting to talk about it. They're calling it the Mosul Orb. And it's a military-filmed image, an intelligence agency-filmed image, named after the Iraqi city where it was spotted. In the video, this metallic-colored sphere seemingly moved alongside the spy plane without dropping in altitude at all. And it falls into the UFO category within the intelligence community, military and intelligence community. That's what they're looking at. One of the many images that they have, but they want to know what it is. The Pentagon has investigated hundreds of reports of unidentified flying objects over the span of several months. But they always like to point out that none suggest clear evidence of alien life. Maybe just pop that dream just a little bit. But they are uh, trying to study this image as part of the Pentagon's current venture to look into hundreds of UAPs, as we now like to call them, out of 366 newly identified military sightings of these UAPs, 26 were found to be drones, 163 were balloon or balloon-like, and six were attributed to just clutter in the air. Okay, well, the other 171 unremarkable reports that demonstrated unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities, they say they're going to continue to investigate those. But when will we get some real information? And the Pentagon has been unable to confirm whether other life forms exist, although they're telling us they're continuing to investigate. The question here is, what more do people know that we don't know? After all this time, we seem to know quite a bit, but we just can't quite admit that we have found alien life. Something to think about again, is that something that we believe? Well, there haven't been any recent alien sightings by service members that were confirmed to be extraterrestrial life. Congress is requiring the Pentagon to look into its UFO files, dating all the way back to World War II. They say that more UFO information is to be expected after a provision slipped inside the 2023 National Defense Authorization Act that was signed into law by President Biden to begin investigating all reports dating back to 1945. This law requires the office to produce a written report detailing the historical record of the United States government relating to UFOs, dating back to January 1st, 1945. And this is according to the law. The deadline for the report to be submitted to Congress is June of 2024. The start date is significant. In August of 1945, a large avocado-shaped object reportedly struck a communications tower at the New Mexico desert. It's a location known as the Trinity Site, where the U.S. has detonated the world's first atomic bomb, okay, known as Roswell before Roswell. A strange incident happened two years before a top-secret military balloon crashed in the desert near the New Mexico town, prompting decades 
of speculation over what the military might know about extraterrestrial life. I think this is always going to be a mystery to the public. New interest was sparked in the 1945 incident after the 2021 release of a book by Jacques Vallée, a former contractor for the government's UFO office, and Paola Harris, an Italian UFO journalist. In Trinity, The Best Kept Secret, that book, the two recount the event based on the testimony of three witnesses, a B-52 bomber pilot and two young sons of a farmer who owned the land where the crash is allegedly to have occurred. The pilot, Lieutenant Colonel William Brody, reportedly saw the communications tower bent by a great force with a large egg-shaped object laying nearby, according to the book. The children, identified as Jose 9 and Remy 7, claim to have seen strange creatures inside the object. This report, due next year, will also include a compilation and itemization of the key historical record of the involvement of the intelligence community with unidentified anomalous phenomenon, such as previously secret programs that have not been clearly reported to Congress and efforts to identify and track UFOs. This report must also identify historical UFO cover-up attempts, including any efforts to manipulate public opinion, hide or otherwise provide incorrect information. This is according to the law. Do you have confidence that this is what will happen? In the process, the office will study intelligence community records, documents, oral history interviews, open source analysis, interviews with current and former government officials, as well as classified and unclassified national archives, including those uh, obtained by third parties. They're saying they're going to look at it all. Well, we're going to have to see what happens in 2024 on this. Hopefully people are held accountable, and when we get the information, we'll have to see if we believe it or not, because that's the question these days. We can't believe what we read, we can't believe what we see, and we can't believe what people tell us all of the time. But I hope this gives us some really good information. And all right, that's just a quick little rundown of a few things going on. Thanks for being here, and thank you for listening. And keep on listening. We always have more stories to share.